Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Maeve Marsden, and you're listening to Queer Stories. Next up, Felicity Nicholl is an award-winning director. Since graduating from NIDA, her career highlights include directing at the Sydney Opera House, creating a one-on-one performance for audiences in a moving car, directing a non-verbal performative memorial via clowning, beer and a slideshow, and co-directing Take My Hand, where she married strangers for 10 minutes in Copenhagen. Felicity is a recipient of an Australia Council for the Arts grant, an Ian Potter grant, a Mike Walsh fellowship, and she won the 2018 Sandra Bates Director's Award at Ensemble Theatre. Felicity performed this story in Sydney. Lisa Stapleton was the girl next door who accidentally lived two doors over. She had brown hair and freckles and smiled a lot. She showed me cicada shells and taught me to listen for their sound. And I was intrigued and filled with joy. And thus began Felicity the Lesbian. I didn't quite know what to write about tonight, which is a bit ridiculous because my job is around communication and commentary. So I've got some fairly interesting travel stories, one where one night in Tibet, I was kissed by a local boy and then by a local girl who then proceeded to trade my bracelet for her watch, which I don't think worked. Um, And another time when I was in Krakow, And there was this big Scottish Bucks party weekend happening in a pub. And there were these guys of all ages. And two of the older ones, probably in their 60s, started talking to me. And then they started calling me Liz the Les. And I was like, yeah, I am one. (laughs) And they were astonished and incredibly happy to meet me. So much so that they adopted me for the weekend. Now, cut to several hours later, and somehow I'm in a strip club uh, in the middle of receiving a lap dance, whilst one of the fellows cries to me about serving in the Falkland War and shooting a penguin. <laughs> Lesbianism has a certain currency, apparently. <laughs> Try it. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I could tell you about my family, my three married brothers with kids, and my mom and my dad and my uncle Leon, all of whom voluntarily moved to Queensland. Uh, Or my eldest brother, who chose to tell me on the night of my father's death that he didn't agree with homosexuality. I know, and neither did my dad or that I choose to believe that grief and poor communication are the reasons that he said what he said. I could could talk about being young and growing up Catholic and thinking I'd found the perfect theory for homosexuality. Because if reincarnation was real, then the spirit of a woman just went into the body of a man and that's why they're gay. It was flawed theory. 
I could mention that uh, after coming out at dinner one night at the table and fielding an assortment of responses, my dear father said, okay, that's enough now. We need some normality. It's time for my kitchen rules. Which is very sweet. Um, I could reflect on my place in the queer community, but I feel like we are this beautiful moving feast of evolving and intersecting parts and places that I don't quite know where I fit in which truth be told is probably the memoir title of every queer at some point in their life. I heard yeses. Uh, anyway, recently I got to work with a choreographer called Sean Parker as part of something called the Queer Bites Mentorship. And we talked about a bunch of different things about labels and, and politics and representation and one of the most fabulous things was just being in a room with a group of people from all different cultures and ages and abilities and practices where the only thing that we had in common was that we were queer. And all of us were there trying to build a vocabulary around our individual and collective experiences. And he asked us to write a slam poem about what our queer experience is. And of all the stories I could tell, I think this piece of writing seems to best describe to me what it means to be a queer woman right here, right now. So, I'm gonna make my slam poetry debut. Right here, right now. <clears throat> Start simple. My name is Felicity, and I am a queer. It took me almost 35 years to get here when previously the sheer idea of saying that ladies were nice would have been considered such a vice that prayer and prayer and solitude would have been my only advice. Yet, solitude still seems stuck to the picture for waves of loneliness hits you when the guy gets the girl and other churlish complaints about straights and they're tainted from comms. That's part of why I'm an artist. I want to test and tease representations of relationships, create a tempest of talk and thought through which they see themselves and us and realize there's no difference. There doesn't have to be dissonance. That the turbulence associated with being queer is assigned by those who live in fear. Those who use the sky to smear, vote no and cheer those whose words sear as they send them flying out of car windows at me, calling lesbian, fat dyke, whose leering lustful eyes strike me up and down whilst propositioning my girlfriend and I, you know, we could have a good time. Don't be shy. What a guy. I work mainly with kids, young people, who are considered to still be finding themselves, as if their real self is forgotten behind some books on a shelf, as if grown-ups have a wealth of knowledge that somehow makes everything okay. Anyway, I tell these kids that I'm gay, in a way. I mention what my girlfriend did the other day, and 
Suddenly I'm outed. Outed in a way that is practically fine, but for a small sliver of time, my breath is held, my temperature rises, I avert my gaze. But it's fine. People love the gaze. Gay men. <laughs> and there's plenty of them. Still, only love them when token and consumable, like tickets at a carnival with cries of, come feed Big Bessie, carried on the wind. Yes, the acceptable gay man is presented prim and trim with tongue-in-cheek tales of what it means to exist in this world as queer. Lifting weights, hooking up dates, going out with your mates whom people would think you hate. Based on the way we talk to each other, they talk to each other, Queen slut throwing words around like <laughs> throwing words around like rape my pussy yes! <laughs> When I told my friend that was not okay he said it was because pussy meant their butt and fishy is a compliment meant to endear the queer formerly known as he with the best qualities of being she, which have to do with the usual face, waist, boobs, nips, lips, hips and hair. And I wish I didn't care about the obvious misogyny at play like the gentlest Punch and Judy play where its delicious popcorn gets stuck in my teeth and somehow it's considered okay that a wife is beaten because it's a joke in jest, just swallow it and digest. I wish I didn't realize that this space for men dressing as women where women aren't allowed, plucked from women the same physical assets that have been used to keep us in place for centuries. Now plucked and inflated, the perfect female figure worshiped, mocked and exaggerated, prances around for all to see with incisions of politics and glitter and glee. And I wish I didn't see the humor and the fun as well present in the show that's also mocking me. I wish I didn't have to hold this dichotomy. Anyway, back to the gays, gay women. Lesbians are scary. Best be wary of their man-hating ways. We are the runner-up gays. <laughs> but little does the world actually know of the power and the joy of a woman loving a woman. <laughs> of being kissed and touched and licked and sucked and fucked. Little does the world actually know that ejaculating isn't only for men. I know. And whilst on my worst days, I still feel an immense amount of pride for who I am within this moving jungle of queerness, I can still not quite help but note an illness. For sometimes when I'm mistaken for straight, I have a moment for feeling joy for passing and then guilt for the joy and suddenly the conversation has walked halfway down the street. 
I once worked with a baby lesbian. Homeschooled and queer and clueless when it came to girls, as perhaps we all were once upon a time or now. Uh, and like all queers, when they addressed sex ed, she was fed the heteronormative nutrition that's meant to aid in the mission to repeat the 2.5 kids where the mum wears the apron and the dad does the bacon and the dad earns the dollar and only hollers to see what's for dinner, please. My page is upside down. <laughs> we can continue. <laughs> but anyway, this lesbian asked, what do you do? Do you wear a glove? Can you break your hand or your fingers or your wrist? <laughs> to the beautiful, slightly older lady who said yes, yes, yes and yes. Let's chat after. Um, I can't have a girlfriend. Anyway. Um, uh, essentially, she asked, what is the risk amidst the possibility of pleasure with another person like me, physically? And why the fuck was this not answered in school? And why did I not ask this in school? I am a queer artist, and my experience is generally hearing young people, adults and children, thank me for not saying that we are less than, for not saying that we are broken, not saying we are a joke and a phase that will pass if you give it a chance. I make work that looks at what our politicians say about us, what the media says about us, what Facebook says about us, what our families say about us, and what we say about us. I make work that attempts to rectify our missing history, denied to us by law or deaths shrouded in mystery. I make work that marks the glacial progression of a country marked progressive, and for this I must protest. For the representation of women in queer spaces, of bi's and trans and aces, of non-binary, genderfuck, pans and polys, their representation, our representation, is a presentation of the too hard basket. Stop complaining and shaming gay men for taking the spotlight. But we all have a right. We all have a right to that light. So let's get on with the fight. Thanks for listening. Please rate, review and subscribe to the podcast. Follow Queer Stories on Facebook for event updates and me, Maeve Marsden, on Twitter. 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 Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. 
quince.com slash style. 